0: Hi, my name is Jill Renee Feeler and I'm offering this podcast message to you on the topic of incarnation, reincarnation, and some very commonly held fallacies about reincarnation. Let's start by taking a couple nice deep breaths. At a certain point in time on Earth, there was an experience where a guru type figure, possibly deeply connected, possibly what your current time would call a channeler, or a spiritual messenger, or even a prophet, was having a um, sharing, a presentation, and there were um, groups of individuals looking to them for wisdom, comfort, um, understanding, expansion, a lot of things that that many of you may be listening to a message like this for and that guru, we'll just call them a guru had an epiphany of trying to explain to themselves why are these individuals in other words, their hypothetical question to themselves was why do I have more access to source to wisdom and to truth than these individuals that are following me or looking to me for answers. And in that self reflection, that guru type figure answered themselves via their connection with this theory. I must have been here on Earth in humanity more often than these people have. So their, their theory was that their own wisdom and access was acquired based on a series of lives and that those that were following them had less lives than they had and were therefore less evolved. That's where all of this started. That's where all of this started this idea that um, multiple reincarnations or excuse me, multiple incarnations are needed for a soul's growth for a soul's evolution, and to acquire a level of self that is wise, that is connected, that is evolved, and is transcended. The problem is that that guru was wrong? Let's take a nice deep breath with that. This is huge. And I'm just going to ask all of you to take anything, any of your truths, any of your beliefs, any of your ideologies and explanations for why this world acts the way it does. Why you feel the way you do and why others seem to act the way that they act. Any of that that's based on this idea of built upon incarnations that lead to a more evolved state. We're going to ask you to take all of that and round it up into like a basket of of ideas. And we're just going to ask you to imagine pushing it off to the far left of you. We're not asking you to get rid of it. We're not asking you to toss it out. We're just helping you create room for another explanation. Okay, okay, all of it, all of it or you won't be able to hear anything that we're saying. Okay, and we think you want to hear this. There's a there's another explanation and in our view a true answer for why that guru had the access they did and it is they designed for it. Their soulful layers, their widest range, not highest, widest range of self, the widest sphere, all orb of who and what they are, designed a self that is wise, is connected, has access that others seem to not have. That access was not required that that individual access it. But that individual known as that guru in this example that we're giving you, they chose to embody the grand and sacred design of a wisdom keeper, a wise one, a shaman, a guru, a natural teacher. There's so many labels that are put on this, aren't there? Okay, when one at their soulful layers designs this into the human that they will then animate because you are an animation, You're, you are the embodiment your human expression of your team, of your spirit guides of your soulfulness. So is Jill, so is everyone else. So that guru in this example Had soulful layers, has soulful layers that designed itself to be this certain way, and then that human chose to use it, to utilize it, to set it in motion in their humanness. That may have been their only lifetime on earth or anywhere. The first lifetime is not as a multi celled single-celled, limited organism. A soul need not and never is required to start at any level of simplicity in their incarnation choices. Your soulful range has access to design and incredibly wise, amazingly connected being to be from the very first and possibly only incarnation. This is true of all life. This is true of all humans, no matter how far back you go, no matter how far forward you go, and even including your present. How could they have gotten it so wrong? Because getting it wrong is possible in your reality. Misinterpreting evidence and coming up with flawed theories that because of one's wisdom and because of one's access, sounds and feels is it sounds and feels like truth. So it is taken as gospel. And other teachers may hear it and say, Oh, thank you, that explained. Oh, that must be why I'm wise. That must be why I'm a teacher. That must be why people look to me for help and answers to questions um, and teaching. No. So some of you are probably asking at this point, then why doesn't everybody have access? Why didn't everybody design that into their humanness? Because of this false theory because of this flawed hypothesis when humans die and they are in the afterlife corridors that are still within space and time they are susceptible to a system that promotes, assists and even coerces the next incarnation. So the entire, not yet, Joe. So as individuals that are under the impression that multiple lifetimes are required by the soulful layers to learn, evolve, expand and grow when they die. And there are assistants in the afterlife, ready to show them their life review, ready to help them decide what they need. And these are their words, need to go back and need to, you know, improve upon, need to resolve, need to fix, need to heal, uh, need to do better on next time. There, that whole system of belief that is operating in human physicality is also now in the afterlife windows promoting incarnation, promoting a system that is not even real. It's a manufactured belief that I, that the soul has to incarnate again unless they've reached a certain level. It's not even true. Okay, so you can probably imagine that because it's all based on a flawed theory, the next next life that is planned then from the afterlife window is not well designed, because it's all based on a flawed belief system, a flawed framework, a flawed energy, a distortion in the energy field to begin with. We've met in Jill's Client Work individuals that had chosen parents that were neglectful, abusive, wouldn't be allowed to adopt a pet, but were allowed to have their own child. And do you know what came through in that session for that individual? This individual was shown in the afterlife, these parents as she was picking her parents, which all souls do, they pick their parents. And in this um, design planning that was happening in the afterlife, not at the full soulful range of self, a limited range of consciousness, more similar to the limited range of consciousness that that being wasn't animating in her previous life. And she was told, well, look at this couple, you're a natural healer. Look at your energy field is naturally designed to help and assist and support others. This couple, they sure need help. Wow, what if you'd have direct access to help them if you were their child? And she said, yes, because that was a compelling, convincing argument. And it, it made sense. So she became their child. It didn't go the way that they thought it would. It didn't go the way that she expected it would. And she's still putting herself together from the childhood experiences that she had with these parents. What she probably had access to in the afterlife, but couldn't hear because of her belief system that she brought with her into the afterlife were other beings, I was about to say individuals, other beings in the afterlife that were saying, actually, you never need to incarnate again, you can just go within yourself into your inner light force and life force and transcend all of space and time and re Join in your consciousness, your soulful layers that are beyond space and beyond time. That message is available in the afterlife, just like that message is available here in, in physical reality. Hmm. Interesting, what gets ignored? <laughs> when one's energy field is thinks it knows Uh, what it needs and what it thinks it knows what is true and thinks it has it all figured out. Look around your world. How many teachers and wise ones are operating from this distortion or other distortions? One way to evaluate whether a teacher's teachings are operating in a distortion is that they make you feel separate from your humanness. Some of those teachings pull you out of your humanity, making you feel unwhole, incomplete, and not there yet. That's the best evidence there is of a teaching operating in a distortion. Now what many of you come to next is, but I like that teacher. They helped me through something. That's great. That guru that we started off with, they helped millions. That individual helped millions get through a really, really hard time. But that doesn't mean that everything they were offering was accurate from the level of truth that is true, whether one believes it or not. And there are truths that are true, whether one believes them or not. So our attempt is to assist individuals while they're in the bodysuit to reflect and reconsider their belief systems and their ideology and the resulting energy pattern that creates in your life and your sense of self and your sense and identity of who and what you are as perpetually ascended infinitely whole and complete and currently having a human experience that you designed the best place to design any incarnation. If you want to come back, you can, but no one had to. No one ever had to be in a human body suit and no one ever had to be on Earth. The best level of self to incarnate and to design an incarnation upon is from the level of self that is beyond space and beyond time where there is no rush there is no hurry hurry the window's closing you need to get in there again you need to pick your you need to pick your parents come on rush 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 time is time is wasting you're on the clock that's the afterlife you we need to see what you what you need to learn that's the afterlife after is a notion of time and is not a notion that exists at the level of our level of all of ourselves that is beyond space, beyond matter and beyond time. You don't stop being stop time. You don't stop being that range of you while you're human. Okay, good. Now some of you get to the point where you say, Well, if I didn't have to be here, then what is this all for? There's not a simple answer to that. And the answer that we have for that is often incredibly unsatisfying, especially for those individuals that are identifying strongly with a painful life. Because for some of you, there is no good reason why anyone should need or want to endure such pain and that's fair Source Creator is loving The creator of origin created space and time as an experience to experience it didn't need it it was curious what would happen in a realm where there was matter and you and other and a self and other and all the all the physicality that this this space time offers and had a sense of time that sounded amazing and source energy is curious, not all knowing as a couch potato that has no inclinations, no motivations, no passions and feels overconfident that it knows everything So as creator of origin, which all of us are a part of, we said, (laughs) not with words, (laughs) not with voice box and all those things. But we reflected and were curious about what would it be like if we had an opportunity to experience ourselves and we didn't know what we were. That sounds fascinating. And it is fascinating and in the midst of creating space and time there was a a playing out of experiences of misunderstandings leading to other other uh, within space time creations and structures and layers and all these things just because something is at odds with source energy doesn't mean it's nefarious it's often just confused So looking for the boogeyman in everything is not helping you if that's been your mode. Okay? So it is is your opportunity. You're not forced. You can reincarnate as many times as you want to. You can keep on pretending that you are on some level and that somebody else is on uh, their level. And in the next life, you'll be on another level and hopefully if you do it right, you'll you'll keep evolving. You can pretend all of that is true. But pretending something is true doesn't make it true. And it certainly doesn't mean it is true. You can hop off that wheel because it looks like a hamster wheel to us energetically. It doesn't go. It, the results are dubious and the benefits are also dubious. We're not blaming those, those teachers. We're not even blaming that guru. Our intention is not to point fingers or to lay blame. This isn't a, a karmic police situation. That this is us creating an opportunity to set the record straight for those who are interested in another way of experiencing themselves and experiencing source energy and experiencing your entire reality and the afterlife. Because if Jill comes across a teaching or a teacher or a client that is in this mythology Of well what level am I at? Tell me what I need to work on So that I can you know work on not having to come back here And she offers a completely different interpretation Of what's going on and why there's something better Okay That offers you, offers, it's not imposed on you Neither are the other beliefs that you're you're carrying around as truth Those weren't imposed upon you either there was some level of you that found comfort in it, found reason and logic in it, found it interesting, and then it became part of your energy structure. It, it, you're, you are your beliefs. You are the holder of your beliefs. And those beliefs are not, they're not above you. They should serve you. Okay, just like somebody isn't what they're wearing. They are them and they are wearing clothing. The clothing doesn't make them who they are. The individual wearing the clothes actually makes the clothes into what they are in a lot of ways. Okay, you are far more empowered, more authoritative, more sovereign than many of your beliefs have had you feeling and acting. Okay, so if there's any part of you that is defensive about your about your beliefs or your teachings, it's there's Probably a lot of commitment there that no, I, and this is the root cause that we see if you're if you're unwilling to consider what we're sharing with you or or just incredibly defensive or triggered by this experience, is that there is a part of you saying, number one, I don't want to be wrong. I I just don't want to be wrong. That's who does want to be wrong. Um, number two, I've committed so much of my life to those teachings or that teacher or that belief. I, I will have wasted time if I was wrong. We don't look at it that way. You created an experience without maybe being as aware of the, the experience that you were creating or the, the maybe downsides, the, the costs, if you will, energetic costs and compromises you were making in the process. The other really interesting thing is that beliefs have a very pernicious quality and it's that they are often presented as this is true and nothing else is true and we recognize that, that we, are, we could be uh, uh, criticized for that same thing and that's totally fair. <laughs> How does one offer a truth that is true whether it is whether one believes it or not without that same pattern and that's partly the problem is that from the humanness they all look the same and yet many of you have very strong opinions about other beliefs about Christianity or um, Islam, Islamic teachings or Judaism there's so many belief systems and more and more being created all the time by humans to experience, um, right? That accomplished the main goal (laughs) of of source creator, creator of origin uh, for the reality so in that, in that case it's good that doesn't that doesn't mean it's all good and it's all helpful um, so it really depends on what your goal is but from this creator of origin level of self the widest range of self it is you are accomplishing the goal of you created an experience that isn't something you will be held accountable for in any afterlife judgment judgment Ooh, that felt good Ah, oh, so it's okay it's okay to be wrong, and if it's the upgrade of which we're offering, it's good to be it's good to know that you're wrong because there's something so much better available to you that gives you better, clearer, direct access to the source energy you are, you've always been, and you can't not be. Okay? Yeah. Ah, I know, but it's hard. And for some individuals, it's incredibly hard to, to sort of even think in a new way, because there's so much indoctrination, indoctrination, there's a lot of programming, there's a lot of community based around these different belief systems. And sometimes your whole identity, I mean, devout Muslims, devout Christians, devout devout Jews, there, it's almost like their, their entire identity is based in that belief system. Their soulful, oh, hang on. Hmm. Their soulful range is, isn't, you know. Ah, oh, I've got a bad belief system I'm operating from. Look at my me. I'm all confused because at that range of self, it's like, look at me having an experience, pretending that this belief system is true. That's interesting. <laughs> look at, look at my whole sense of self is is wrapped up in this thing. Huh, interesting, (laughs) you know, there's not a problem to solve there, because it's allowed in the reality. But if you're one of those people that wants to get things right, and wants to feel this connected to soulfulness to source energy to creator of origin and to truth, you may want to listen to this multiple times in multiple experiences, to consider it authentically on multiple levels of yourself. Okay, there we go. If you found this useful, thank you for hitting subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube and then also clicking on the notifications button. If you found this useful, please uh, consider sharing this in communities or with others where this may be a huge aha and an amazing liberation for the consciousness that they are in their humanness. Okay, all right. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much.